Hey there, everybody. Nico here. And whether you're a Sheen or an Estevez or an Estevez pretending to be a Sheen, go ahead and put your pants back on. Let's go punch a clown and watch some Geek Cast live. It's a trap! Oh, for fuck's sake. Uh, I'll be that guy. Most, but I won't be GCR. And with me as always, Rob Bass. And Cartoon Joe. This is the GeekCast Live podcast, by the way. Season seven? Eight. Epi- uh, yep, Twelve. eight. Episode 361? Sure. Ish. And, uh, we are we are back. We are not in our regularly scheduled time slot. We are really living vicariously on the 362. edge. 362. Nailed it. And any other platitude you might want to go with. We are recording on a Thursday. Sans Ryan, who is actually at a pre-screening of Disney's Jungle Cruise film featuring Dwayne Johnson. And uh, didn't take any of his kids, so... Make of that what you will, but uh, we're here and we're going to plug along and and give you something. Excellent. Yeah. No, I'm sure That's that Jungle Cruise will be uh, uh, award winning. I don't know what uh, kind of awards it's going to win, but it'll what did Suicide Squad win for? Makeup. Yep. This will do that. Was it really? Yeah. Makeup, I think. Or huh. fully work, maybe. I still uh, haven't seen it, so I don't know. You know, I I would have thought maybe score. I don't know. You're missing nothing. No, it, you're missing music. Nothing. <laughs> cinematography. Not that, Not that great. I mean, when when else have we ever had a CGI kaleidoscope scene? Mm. I'm sure we could find one. I feel like time. the answer has got to be. It's got Roland Emmerich in it, but I'm not. I, I can't specify which. Hmm. What's the one no. with the dude? Why can I not remember the name of it? Uh, Sunshine of the, the Big Lebowski. Mind. Nope, the Big Lebowski. That. Yep, that one. I'm sure. Also, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. But yeah, yeah the Big Lebowski definitely at the very least. Oh yeah, they did. I forgot about that. That's a movie I think I've only seen all the way through once. Probably. <laughs> I feel like I was there for that. Yeah. Is that the one with the anarchists in it? Yeah, the yeah. German nihilists. Nihilists. <laughs> anarchists. They want to cut up my balls, man. <laughs> anarchists is, uh, that's fucking Sherlock Holmes. One of the Sherlock Holmeses. Tolskis. Yeah. Which, a good one. Holmes, which Holmes is an anarchist? It's not him. It's that, That's like the... The French underground rebellion. It's in the, the good oh. one, the second, the second Downey Sherlock, which is, I think, oh, a better nice. Sherlock. Game of Shadows, I believe, is. Oh, that was the one with Moriarty in it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the better. Oh, God, I forgot about that no. Moriarty. The that better was a good of the Moriarty. two. The first one's good, too, but I, I don't like that whole. Uh, 
um, what's his name? Mark Stone. I... Yeah. Demon. Uh, yeah. Spawn thing. Gold. Finger. Goldsmith. Yeah. William Goldsmith. Right? Blackwood. Gold. No, that's not. Lord that. Blackwood. That's right. That's Lord it. Blackwood. What prime minister am I thinking of? Anyway. Uh. Mm. Churchill? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so definitely the superior Game of, or Game of Thrones, Game of Shadows. Is Downey Jr.'s Sherlock? Where does that Why rank on the... On the Game, uh, of Shadows, Game of Shadows is the first one. Sorry, continue. No, second one. Is it? Isn't it? Oh. I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. The first one oh, is... Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The something first else. One is just... Sherlock Holmes. It's just Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Yeah. I contend that uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s Sherlock Holmes is one of the better uh, written word literature to film uh, character adaptations. Yeah. That. I would agree with that. That's I would fair. also say that I think, in terms of Moriarty's that have been brought to screen, Jared Harris. As Moriarty, that's great. Very it's great. good. I love him in anything. The Expanse, uh, The Crown. I think he was in Chernobyl as well. Like all sorts of stuff. He is just yeah. He's excellent. money. He's going to be in huh. uh, Foundation as well. Have you guys? Do you guys? Are you? Have you ever read Foundation or do you, no? The trailer for the Apple series. I haven't seen the trailer yet. It's I have seen the trailer. I have seen the trailer, but I don't know what it, it means. Well, okay, so just from the trailer then, like, uh, this is an upcoming Apple series. Is it something that, like, interests you? What were your thoughts on the trailer? I know that you, like... Um, it moved so fast, I really don't... wasn't able to make much of it, so I... I the cast looked cool, but I don't know enough to be either interested or turned off based on the trailer. The, uh, the cast is very solid. Jared Harris and Lee Pace sounds very, very saucy. Um, so foundation, uh, was like, uh, Asimov's big, um, far future series. Uh, it takes place specifically during the, uh, the fall of this like interstellar organization called the foundation. Um, and it's like taking a glimpse of humanity as like society just starts collapsing. And as people are trying to like preserve knowledge or trying to like carve out an existence out um, and like the far reaches of space as like the like the whole galactic infrastructure just to starts to like crumble around them. Um like banking, like the banking industry fails, transportation begins to start failing. Like the if people are at each other's throats, it's just bad shit everywhere. Um, and uh, I think it'll be particularly interesting. Um, the the I don't know how like true to the series it's going to be, or like how like open to interpretation it's like or how like. Uh, how many liberties they're going to take with the interpretation. But um, 
I, I think that it'll be very cool. I'm excited that like it seems like a lot of a lot more traditional sci-fi is seeing the light of day. Like with this Dune reboot, with this Foundation series, I'm sure that it won't be very long before we start getting a uh, a Hyperion movie or series and seeing like a lot of these classical sci-fi things getting brought to um, film or TV. It's really cool. Has anybody ever watched anything on Apple TV? No one. There's a couple Not a of single things, person. actually. Oh. I, I well, haven't. I don't so even know how one does that. And I, so. uh, you, you buy a phone and you get it for free for a year. You do get yeah. it for free. Yeah. Um, and if you've got a smart TV, um, you can have it uh, on there as an app and just pop on there. Or if you've got an Apple TV, if that's your thing. But I don't want to pay it for probably it. also already has it. I mean, if you've bought an app, like a new iPhone or an iPad or an Apple product anytime within like the last couple of years, you've probably got uh, an account that can be set up that you just get for free because you bought an Apple thing. Interesting. Um, I'll have to look at that. Um, that being said, they've got um, a couple of interesting series. Um Central Park is like a Bob's. I think it's by the same animators that do Bob's Burgers, and it's got. Um, oh, let me pull it up really quick. Uh, it's like a musical animated series that takes place in Central Park, and it kind of follows like the head park manager and his family, and like the weird antics around there. Um, Lafayette from Hamilton, yeah, uh, is like David the voice. Diggs. Uh, yeah, David Diggs is like this old David clothes. Um, here we go. Central Park TV series. Let me pull all this up. Okay, so it's got Kristen Bell, um, Titus Burgess, David Diggs, Josh mm. Gad, Catherine ha- uh, Hahn. Oh my! Uh, Stanley Tucci, Leslie Odom Jr., uh, and Emmy Raver Lamp uh, Lampman, and there are a bunch of like other guests that show up. It's but animated, though. It's animated. It's it's actually like it if you can get past the fact that it's animated. It's funny. It's quirky. It's got like a bunch of catchy songs. Uh, and David Diggs plays. Uh, okay, so st- uh, before I get to his character, I need to explain who Stanley Tucci plays. Stanley, Stanley Tucci plays Bitsy Brandenham, who is this like 90 year old, three foot tall woman with hair that is three feet tall. And she's just this old bag who's got this um, dog that's name is like Champagne or some shit or Bits or some, some other shit. Anyway, <laughs> she's just got this uh, unhealthy obsession with fucking with this manager that uh, runs uh, runs the Central Park. So David <laughs> Diggs plays like her 70-year-old uh, lady assistant named Helen, who is probably a closeted lesbian and is just getting abused by her boss. And Yeesh. as a result, like, just goes on these weird antics and like steals dogs or like does weird shit. It's, it's weird. Uh, Josh Gad plays some like fourth wall breaking narrator who takes his mandolin through central park and sings songs and stuff. Um, it's weird. 
but it's interesting. Uh, I think of the better series that's on uh, Apple TV, I really liked C, which was the Jason Momoa series. Did you uh, really? I thought it was interesting. At the very least, I thought Blind it Aquaman? was... I thought it was, yeah, yeah. I thought it was interesting. I think that like Jason Momoa played Jason Momoa in that, and you like you're getting exactly mm-hmm. what you expect out of him, which was fine. Um, I thought that the setting, the world, and like everything that they were doing around them with like other characters was particularly interesting, um, and it caused me to have like a lot of like guttural visceral reactions be it like the violence because the violence in there is like incredibly gratuitous and gory at times um to like some of the weird quirks for some of the characters because some of the characters are like weird tribal deity queens that have people go on go down on them so they can pray and it's 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 weird like it it evokes a weird like dystopian future like Mm. pseudo mad maxian vibe but like to the 11th level i guess um wow i think it was interesting like uh, and, and i wouldn't necessarily say that that necessarily means that it's like good overall it's a fine story i think it was very interesting in a lot of ways and they did some really cool world building with it and it is a very visceral show you feel a lot of things you hear and a lot of things like it does a lot of things to fuck with your hearing because most of the characters in the show are blind so as such like they're primarily seeing the world and so like they'll do a lot of like panning audio effects and stuff and like some really good sound design that like will mess with your ears and trick you into like hearing something. Um, and I, I, I think it's fascinating. I, I, I think it's pretty, pretty cool and worth checking out if that's, if you don't mind just seeing Jason Momoa be blind and tear people in twine with a, like some sort of, uh, lawnmower blade. Uh, it's good stuff. Jeez. Wild. It is it is it is fuck wild. It's, yeah, it's crazy. Um but it's but it's pretty interesting. Like there there's uh, uh, we can talk about that more in depth at another time if we want, but I uh, yeah, I'm intrigued. I kind of want to watch an episode maybe. It's it's interesting. It's like a do review or something. I would watch it except you, I don't want to go through the watch. exercise of trying to find Apple TV. Uh Okay, just saying. It, it might be worth checking out, or at least seeing if you've got the free. If yeah. you've got the if free you, trial, it's it's definitely or the like the free year subscription. It's definitely worth like just downloading the app because it's free. Like you have might you as gotten well. a new iPad or iPhone within the last year and a half? Um, I haven't gotten a new iPad or iPhone within the last six years and a half. But okay. I think, what I, don't about, know, I, think like, I got. A, what about like I got a anybody MacBook else last in your year. household? A MacBook, yeah. yeah, that would do it probably. As it was just um, because I I know it came preloaded when really which yeah when you when you switched from um like like within the last couple of generations of Apple products it's come preloaded. <laughs> um, then the other okay. thing was when they when they jumped from 
um, iOS to iPad OS, they started including it as well. <laughs> so it was it was a whole new bunch of apps to delete from my devices. Yeah. Initially. Plus, you can watch uh, the Fraggle Rock series on there at your leisure anytime that you want. What? Fraggle Rock all the time. Do they have other Henson products? Uh, presumably, but they definitely have Fraggle Rock. Um, this is not particularly helpful. I'll see if I can <laughs> find something else. Uh, to see what they have on their lineup. But yeah. Um, yeah. Cause I mean, if you've, if you've bought something even like relatively recently in your household, that means that like you could, you could in theory just have access to it for free. Um, well, I'll check it out. Yeah. Yeah. But Intriguing. So yeah. What about you guys? Oh, uh, I don't even remember the initial query. No, I, I, I'm lost. Okay. I don't know. I don't know this how we got rabbit here. hole of Apple TV shows. Should we do some plugs and then talk about the kerfuffle with TSR? Beautiful. Yeah, one could do that. Hey everybody, GCR here to talk to you about sipofhope.com. Uh, the Sip of Hope Community Coffee Roasters is the world's first coffee where 100% of the proceeds support proactive suicide prevention and mental health education. As a social enterprise of mental health, uh, Sip of Hope coffee is not just delicious, but it's also a great way for breaking the silence around suicide and raising the visibility of mental health resources in your community. So head on over to sipofhope.com, use our discount code geekofhope10 for 10% off of some delicious coffee, some cool merch, help the community at large. Oh man, nice those plugs. Were just I'm incredible so, plugs. So full of plugs. I'm just all plugged up. Like you've been eating nothing but cheese for three days. Yeah. Uh, so uh, NSR, hibernate. so there's uh, somebody hacked our uh, spy network? Close. Yeah, the NSA. Uh, no, so TSR. <laughs> it's trying to, it's trying to, the NSA is trying to cancel us and Tucker Carlson. Oh, well. And apparently, Norm McDonald. Yeah, it was right. inevitable. I thought TSR went out of business years back and sold all their rights to Delta or American Airlines. Close. Uh, Very close. Wizards of the Coast. Yeah. Oh, famed, okay. Nice. Famed air traffickers. Yes. Some and kind of traffickers. Hopefully that's it. But, um, Link. Yeah, so which is why Wizards of the Coast uh, currently owns um, it has for for you know probably the last twenty years or so. Yeah, um, the late nineties dragons. Yeah, uh, franchise, and they're the ones who've been primarily putting it out. Um, prior to Wizards of the Coast's ownership, um, it was owned by Gary Gygax and uh, TSR. Uh, TSR was um, kind it's of a real like, stupid acronym. It's not worth knowing. Just yeah, for those of you yeah. listening at home, trying to figure out what it stands for. No one, <laughs> not no worth one was. it. Um, it was t- tactical studies rules. Um, yeah, stupid. Um, so it was esoteric, like Gygax's and uh, his partner's uh, company that they used to print and sell Dungeons and Dragons. And it was like the, the company that ran it for several years. Uh, 
and there's all sorts of like also incredible stories uh about uh gygax and tsr if i remember correctly like there was also some like many of falling outs uh there as well but recently there has been well, a you resurgence know when... never mind go on um so uh, there was a, so I guess, all right, so if we're doing this, we guess there are a few things that we need to talk about. So Gary Gygax is famously dead, if I remember correctly, and has been so for a little while now. Allegedly. Uh, yeah, died in 2008. May he, at the age of 69. Nice. 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 Uh, and so he's been dead for a while now, but he uh, procreated during his lifetime, and as such, he's got uh, a couple of sons and some daughters. Or so I like uh, to call them mistakes. <laughs> um, I don't think maybe. Just I'm just kidding. Yes. Um, so there are. Uh, although although Eric Gygax seems like a real mistake of a human being, but yeah, he uh, Ernie. Ernie. Oh, uh, Ernie. Sorry. Uh, See, I can't uh, even get his name right. Yeah. So, uh, Hey Bert, let's make a new TSR. <laughs> so there was a uh, fellow named Jason Elliott who, um, uh, announced that he was going to be recreating and rebranding TSR games. Um, and they initially were going to be working with one of Gary Gygax's sons. Who's, Ernest G. Gygax Jr. Um, or Ernie. Ernest Gygax. Ernest Gygax. This guy purchased a lot of porn. Fucked. Definitely fucked. Um, and so uh, they were working together initially, but then Jason Elliott um, and TSR Games. Uh, after some very, very, um, what's what would you call the tweets that Ernie decided to put out into the world? Um, J.K. Rowling esque. Yeah, just um, ro- very Rowling esque and all of the worst possible ways. Mostly yeah. about like race, gender identity, gun violence. Like, yeah, real turf shit. That's exactly right. Real turf shit. Um, and so as a result, um, Jason Elliott and TSR games decided they were no longer going to have a working relationship with, uh, Ernie. Uh, but Ernie's got another friend named Justin Lanasa, and they are also operating a company called tsr games and it starts getting real fucking weird you you skipped you skipped the section okay of of history so in in 2004 jason elliott founded he he went and he found the tsr trademark had expired i'm sorry this is 2011 so around 2004 Mm -hmm. the tsr trademark expired and jason elliott goes and finds it and uh, gets it. He registers the trademark and he starts reproducing some old TSR games that aren't D and D they're, they're not owned right. by uh, wizards of the coast. Right. And um, wizards lets this slide because they're not making those games. They don't give a shit. Um, then in June of this year, I believe mm-hmm. 
Ernie Gygax separates, uh, forms his own rather new TSR company because Jason Elliott forgot to re-register the trademark during COVID. So Ernie Gygax <sighs> sees that it's available, registers his own thing, and then says, you guys can keep using the, the trademarks if you give me $10 a year. Pretty good deal. Until yeah. Ernie Gygax spoils the brand. <laughs> right. By going on his turf tirades. Um, yeah. So uh, as a result, uh, it's been just kind of like nonstop, um, just weird shit, be it uh, uh, Ernie's like weird tirades on the internet. Uh, his brother, uh, Luke, uh, who I believe's God given name is actually Lucius. I'll have to double check on that. Boy, uh, nice. Luke nice. had to uh, come out and say that like he is not involved with the company uh, or TSR or uh, GaryCon, which is the um, kind of like the the Tolkien estates, like his estate for the Gary Gygax's estate after his death. Yeah, they they also uh, have like a yearly memorial convention. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so like Luke's had to come out and like distance himself from not only these like TSR brands that are popping up, but also um uh distancing himself from his brother Ernie, uh and and like just kind of pushing himself out. Uh and it seems like all of this weird um uh, drama that seems like an ongoing it, it it's very reminiscent of the stuff that i feel like happened at the end of tsr's initial um life there was a lot of strange drama um that just kind of like led to tsr sort of floating um and then inevitably having to sell off some properties like Dungeons and dragons um Ooh. Yeah, it was uh, it was not great. Let's see, because let's see. Here we go. Uh, TSR's demise. So in 1996, TSR was uh, experiencing all sorts of crazy shit going on. Uh, card uh, collectible card games was like a uh, uh, were coming out. Like Magic the Gathering was monstrous at that point in time, and other things that were kind of like Magic the Gathering, like uh, Vampire the Masquerade and different vampire games. Pokemon um, was blowing up. Uh, and so all of these things were coming out. And as a result, this was really like kicking the teeth in and the, uh, the role-playing game industry because being a nerd wasn't necessarily a mainstream thing yet. So there's like this very niche market that like a number of people are trying to cater and and um, like get get the money out of essentially. There are also some nerds who refuse to understand that like nerd culture has hit its stride, mm-hmm. and they still they're still trying not to be hit. Yeah. Well, while also realizing like it's this weird like swing the dick duck from from bullies move that they do that is like the most pathetic. I I don't even I don't even want to like I just want to mention it to say that I think it's pathetic and that they should stop. But I don't yeah. want to describe it with all of the vitriol in my heart 
because I think they might have weird kinks regarding that. And I don't want to play to that. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, according to a uh, former uh, a previous guest of this show and uh, New York Times bestselling author David M. Ewald, um, there was just so many, uh, they had developed so many settings. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, I jumped that. Uh, so the, the market was uh, cannibalized. There are only sales and discouraging uh, players from picking up different settings that might have been gone in a few years. Uh, all of these different games were just really carving apart um, like the nerd market. So between sales um, plummeting, uh, TSR like just kind of ended up falling apart uh, between like a bunch of un- unsold stock uh, unsold novels, sets of dragon dice, um, all sorts. They just found themselves with basically no cash. And as a result, they just started um, kind of falling apart. And that's why they ended up starting to uh, to part themselves out, uh, selling Dungeons and Dragons to Wizards of the Coast. Uh, I think that was in third edition or something along those lines. Um, and yeah, so real good stuff. Yeah. And also, so- uh, quick, quick um, fact check. Uh, yeah. Luke Gygax runs GaryCon. Ernie Gygax does not. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Uh, all right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, uh, between that, uh, it, it just seemed like there's been an ongoing like trademark war involving this company. That's just kind of like been cannibalizing itself and been dead for, for some time and just like resurrects itself, finds itself in all sorts of drama and then tears itself apart. Cause this isn't, I mean, this is, let's see, it was 2004 uh, was whenever the uh, trademark had expired. Yeah. So it was registered in 2011 Uh, And by 2012, uh, it was the new TSR. And then it's uh, both of the guy brothers ended up leaving within like four years or so. And they never like TSR games didn't really put out anything big ever again. Like they put out a couple of games, but nothing ever as substantial as Dungeons and Dragons. So it was just kind of a, another company and just like this ocean of game developers because it was, you know, already in the two thousands at this point, 2011s. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's just fascinating and seeing this company come up again out of the dredges to add another crazy wrinkle. Yeah. TSR underscore games, which is Ernie Gygax's TSR from, from this year. Uh, what an amazing sentence that was. Right. Right. Um, are putting out or, or ran a Kickstarter for a game called Giant Lands, which was um, it's, it's a game they were trying to reprint. The Kickstarter okay. was, yep. was successful because it had the Gygax name attached, but they have not delivered on any of their rewards. And oh. so part of this launch of the new TSR games from from this year is that they were going to try and 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 drum up some support for Giant Lands to do some stuff with that. And um so you've got like the people um 
who are pissed at, at them for running a, basically a scam Kickstarter. And now they've got this new company and they've got the old company and they've got the fuckery with, with um, treating trans people like garbage. And it's just, it's such a, a, an unbelievable mess. Yeah. No wonder they're <clears throat> circling the drain. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know what else to say about it. I hope that the new TSR with Ernie goes away. The, the middle present TSR from 2011 stays. And I don't know. Dungeons and Dragons just keeps doing its thing because it's, uh, it's owned by great. somebody entirely different. Yeah. It's, it's been great for a couple of years <laughs> now. I mean, there was a, there was a lull in the, uh, the mid two thousands, but, uh, it seems fine now. Really. People seem to like it a lot. Yeah, yeah. So, Witches of the Coast uh, hasn't had nearly so many controversies surrounding it, uh, but its parent company Hasbro sure has. <laughs> oh, bringing it back around to the pre-show banter. <laughs> if you like what you heard. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I will say uh, the the thing that I would like to weigh in on the most, uh, especially since we are, uh, uh, as we record, we are one day out of Pride Month. It would have been the last day of Pride Month normally when we record. Happy uh, Pride Month. And and in light of what's being said, um, I'll quote I'll quote this gentleman here on uh, on Twitter, GM Ben. Uh, in light of the whole TSR Games drama, one diversity and inclusivity are the backbone of gaming. Two. We all win when we make bigger tents and bigger spaces. Three, trans rights are human rights. Trans men are men. Trans women are women. No turfs in tabletop role-playing games. Yeah. That's all I got to say about that. Absolutely. Nick, any thoughts on this strange, strange fuckery of dredging up old, dredging up and sniping Old company names, rebranding family things, distancing yourself from weird family, uh, only to, I don't know, end up in this weird fucking state of drama again. (sighs) It's I I didn't I didn't know that that acronyms and uh, nepotism could be abused in such a asexual way. In an asexual way or in a sexual Mm. way? No, asexual. Okay, just checking. No, there's there's no consensual sex being had in any of that circle of any of those Mm. fucking dinguses. But uh, that is all. It is good stuff. It's fascinating. It is. It's such a weird drama. You missed that one. Yeah. So, but you were saying, Joe, about if people did like it, which you know. Yeah. Oh, you don't want to uh, share maybe what you've been geeking on this week? You no. didn't ask. Well, Nick, what have you been I'm asking on now? Oh, oh well. Um. Okay, so <clears throat> I was told to watch. Um, what was I told to watch? It's a America, cartoon. the Invincible? motion picture. Invincible. I was told to watch oh, Invincible. Invincible. Sorry. But I, was, I didn't. I was thinking most recently. Uh, 
we are still trying to figure out a way to finish Black Sails, which we started a month ago. Um, which, honestly, since the last time we talked, I, that's the only thing on TV that we watched, and we really didn't watch hardly any of it. Um, went, went vacationing. Yeah, I got, I really got nothing. It's been like all work and, uh, we were changing the kids' bedrooms. We swapped out the babies. It does, no one cares, but I just redid two rooms in the house. Nice. Um, moved the baby's room into the one kid's room and another kid into another kid, which is not as easy or slow as it sounds. And then we're, we're fin- we finished the rehab of the kitchen. So it's just been kind of like work and domestica this last week. But that's fine. Yeah. Nice. I'll probably watch an episode of Black Sales between now and next week. Nice. And probably not get to Invincible. You should go. Rob, how about you? Other than Magic the Gathering, which I know you're playing right now. What oh, have you been I, geeking on? Oh, you know that I'm... Okay, well, I've been, <laughs> I've been geeking on Magic the Gathering. I've Aha! dipped my toes back in. I... Uh, so uh, I guess tying it in kind of with this TSR chat. So Magic the Gathering, owned by Wizards of the Coast, um, is getting ready to have a new set come out July 8th, uh, So which is next week. It's real soon. Uh, and this set is going to be Adventures in the Forgotten Realms, which is the main setting that like they've been flagshipping for Dungeons and Dragons for like probably the last twenty years. It's where Dritz is from. It's where like all of the popular D and D characters are from. Um, and so as yeah. a result, uh, uh, I've been getting ready for the new cards to drop uh, to try and start doing some drafting and limited stuff uh, and kind of dip my toes back into some Dungeons and Dragons and Magic the Gathering content at the same time, which I think will be pretty cool. Uh, And then the other thing that I'm particularly excited for is the day that this episode goes live, which hopefully will be Saturday. I will be picking up my first box of Warhammer goodies. Ooh. Yeah. From the yeah. local game store, from, from my local office? game store, from from Tier One Games here. Nice. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. Tier One, Tier One. Yeah, like you go in and it's all like just furniture yeah. for your man cave and Warhammer pieces and, and like just atmosphere for men. Pure atmosphere, geeky, geeky people, just really. Pure, pure atmosphere. Yeah, I'm, I just love that it's it's Tier One and it rounds with people. I, That's the joke that I'm making. I figured. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm very stoked. I'm ready to get uh, get some of my little hobgoblins and uh, boggy bottom boys and uh, yeah. yeah, start my war. So, what about you, Joe? I uh, I have a smattering of things, which is shocking to me. I surprised myself in thinking of it. Uh, first of all, I finally finished the Parable of the Sower. Nice. Um, I'm I'm on now to the uh, the parable of the talents, which is the the second and final book in the Earthseed series by Octavia Butler. Um, nice. Very good. Really enjoyed it. Stayed up till uh, which uh, maybe not 
maybe not that late for you people who have lives or whatever, but I, I was up till midnight last night, which is a, li- a late night for me. Um, so that was fun. Um, really enjoyed that. Uh, I've also started, um, so I, I, I have never been able to get into critical role. Um, it's, it's a little bit just not for me. Um, I think partially because the episodes are so long, partially because it's been two campaigns and like so many people were into it from the beginning. I just feel like I've missed the boat and I'm not sure that I want to get on. Sure. Um, and partially because I just, I get, I don't know why I get deeply uncomfortable watching it. I don't know if it's like, uh, like, I feel like I'm watching some intimate moment between friends versus, you know, I, I I just don't know what it is. I just can't get into critical role for whatever reason. I I enjoy it. It's fine in the background. I like that. My wife likes it. I like that other people like it. That's fine. But in an effort, in an effort to not be a sourpuss. I decided to start watching Exandria Unlimited, which is the new show from the same people. How is that? It's real good. Yeah. I really recommend it. If you've got, uh, um, what's nice is they also do a podcast. Uh, they, they podcast the audio, uh, a week. The the bummer is it's a week after the episode airs. So you're you're a week behind listening to it, but, um, it's a great way to spend three hours of your day. Yeah. If you, if you have three hours to burn, if you've got windshield time, it's a lot of fun to listen to. Um, we watched it, I think in, in three separate watches, like an hour at a time. Um, and that was fun. It was a nice way to, uh, to spend some time with my wife and to, to watch this thing that she really likes. And I gotta say, I, no shade to Matthew Mercer. I think he's a genius. I think he is brilliant and wonderful and all the good things that you can say about a human being who does dungeon mastering. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really like the way Abria does the job. Yeah. I don't know what it is about her. I think she's fantastic. And she, her storytelling style does it for me in a way that Mercer's does not. Okay. That's I don't know why can't tell you why, but I really oh. like it. <laughs> that is very exciting though. Yeah. Um, so I, I really enjoyed the first episode of that. Um, I'm sure Maddie's watching the second episode right now, so I'll have to watch, I'll have to catch up next week. Um, it's just what she does on Thursday nights and I just, you know, so, um, so those two things, um, and a third thing, um, and then, then I guess I'll be done. Um, I'm geeking on my wife. Um, next week I won't be here. Uh, just so you guys know, uh, cause I'll be in Boston. Uh, cause my, my wife is presenting a portion of her research at a conference and she invited me along. That is nice. I'm going to watch her present her research. And then I'm also going to, uh, to tour Boston during the day and, and probably get a little tipsy and and eat some oysters and shit. So that'll be a blast. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it. It's going to be a good time. Um, also just nice to have a break. Oh Yeah. I'm really looking. I might just sleep for three days, but <laughs> yeah, really nice. Yeah, so I'm thinking. Cool. Yeah, as as excited as I am about the trip, it is very cool that a um she she I believe her title formally is research assistant. Um, and it's it is not common, as I understand it, for research assistants to present at conferences in this particular field. So. Very proud oh. of her and um, really Good think it's very cool. So, fuck yeah. Yeah. Enjoy. Yeah. Very thanks. 
So that's all I got. I don't, I don't really have anything else. Well, nice. Well, if you like what you heard, give us five stars on uh, Apple, Google Play, wherever you listen to us. Uh, Tell us what I should do while I'm in Boston. Yeah, that's exactly what. What would you do in Boston? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and also go find us on the socials. You can check out uh, Facebook or Twitter and search GeekCast Live. Or you can go to the website that I made, violentpress.com. 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 One more time for the people in back. Violentpress.com. Is that what you wanted? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you made that website. I heard, um, I heard Rob made that site. Yeah. Um, if you'd like to support us in ways that don't include reviews, um, you could go to patreon.com slash geekcast live. Give us some money. We'll do things with it. Um, no guarantee that it'll be the things that we agreed to on the page. But uh, I, I, I will guarantee you this. You give us $1,000, I will watch The Godfather. That is true. So, and I'll, I will raise the stakes right now, right here, right now. I will watch the trilogy. All if right. you give us a thousand dollars a month, that's three hundred and thirty-three dollars and thirty-three cents a movie. Yep, I think yep. that's a bargain. It's a pretty good, pretty good bargain to hear my take on those movies that are fifty years old, <laughs> and that nobody else in the history of movies have ever reviewed or given their takes on. Right? Yeah, it's never been referenced by pop culture. Um, no one, no one knows the plot of them. No one knows the idea. No one's even heard an accent from the film from like a, like a pudgy pigeon or a weird looking mouse. Um, definitely, uh, a a total cultural, um, whatever the opposite of an icon is a a no see total cultural, no see the, uh, the Godfather trilogy. Um, but yeah, but if you're pissed, I haven't seen it. Fucking pay me and I'll watch it. I don't give a shit. I'll do whatever for a little bit of money. Speaking of a little bit of money, for just a little bit of money, you could go to gcl.threadless.com and uh, get yourself a shirt or shower curtain with things on it that we say during episodes of this show that you're listening to right now. So. It's beautiful. And what is yeah. that website? gcl.threadless.com nice gcl.threadless.com gcl.threadless.com is that all that we do call your grandparents do it or somebody's grandparents they'll still probably like it call somebody's grandparents elderly people are lonely get involved with mutual aid call someone's grandparents bye 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 now. Bye bye. Bye bye. Right. Okay. Bye bye. Hey, everybody. As always, we want to give a special shout out and extra thanks to all of our Patreon supporters, backers, friends, family, the people that prop up this monster. Uh, you know who you are, but we want to give you a shout out anyway. Our boy, Sam Ulstercaster, uh, Popcap Williams. Danger Johnson, Dave the Fish, my man Fans, my man Rondo, Brandon Rust, Kelly Shuttlewood, 
uh, the Poly Nerds, Lada Bartova, Mungo Jerry, the K-Man, Jesse G. Letourneau, all of our friends, Dave Chappelle, not that Dave Chappelle, 1P, 1L, uh, Blaster Man Rodriguez, Three Finger Emily, um, who else we got? Somebody said, well, yeah, old Blimpy, Clamperman, coming in hot, hot route. Thanks to all you guys and more. We appreciate it. Uh, we couldn't do this uh, C-graded product without you. Thanks so much. Grab Peppy G. Snarkle flap. And the hoozy.